Hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to Oh Water Marvel. This is Hawkeye. I'm your host, Ian Lewis. And I'm just adjusting my camera, so I'm stalling. <laughs> Here we go. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on again. I do appreciate this. Yep, you are scheduled, so we, we keep our word here over at Mert with a Movie Blog. And I just want to say I had a blast last time being on here talking about Hawkeye episode uh, three. So just talking about episode four, I mean, is just going to be awesome just geeking out with you. Yeah, man, talking about Hawkeye is what we do here. Talkeye. Oh, damn it, Josh. Why don't we call it that? That's such a good... Anyway, there's not one show called Talkeye, I'm telling you gold next time <laughs> anyway so yep as you're saying we got episode four and we kind of we really ramped up last week um like we were both pretty excited about where we were headed and and what we had seen in last week's episode and i was kind of expecting that to, to to continue that trajectory and we don't quite do that for the most part we um we pick up where we left off obviously hawkeye's at sword point i guess um and straight away, this guy, this fucking guy, man, he's a cartoon. How, how are you feeling about this opening? Because I, I want to maybe get your thoughts before I go in on it. Okay, so to be honest with you, the opening is right where the cliffhanger leaves us off it, like you mentioned. And then, of course, we get Jack, who is at the dinner table, and he's just smiling, Rock. having that goofy Wario look on his face. That's why I'm calling him. I'm just calling gonna call him Wario because that's what he looks like—a really evil version of Mario. But Jack is just sitting there at the table, not saying anything. Meanwhile, you have Kate's mom, who's just controlling the situation and basically asking Clint 21 questions while Jack just sits there in silence while there's an adventure at his table. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Like you say, we um kind of get like a lot of tonal stuff going on just in this opening scene alone because we start off with like oh great there's an avenger in my kitchen or whatever the line is you know which kind of just stopped it dead before the episodes barely even started and then we've got <laughs> we've got Jacques is like fanboying over over <laughs> over Clint a little bit as well which is a weird dynamic I didn't see that coming yeah, because if he's he like a villain, film. like I think he is, he wouldn't be exactly fanboying. No, and he's just playing it so hard both sides of like, he's obviously a bad guy, but he's pretending to be the good guy. And it's like, is it supposed to be obvious not only to us, the viewers, but to the other characters that he's just like all front? Like this guy, just just a manufactured facade. He, he's like... What's the thing where he's like, oh, I love parties. We're going to be dancing. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? Right. Like, meanwhile, we've got we've got Kate's mum sitting there giving the, the grill into Clint. And that's all really serious. She even so fucking serious. She goes as far as to bring Natasha's name into this. Oh, Where's the boys on this is... piece of shit? The yeah, fucking... that pissed me off. Gonads of it. Like, who the fuck does she think she is? Exactly. Oh, it's one thing to protect lost your daughter. your friend daughter. Natasha saving the world. So, you know, like, just say leave my daughter alone and leave it at that. Like, exactly. you don't need to go there. And he, apparently he knows, he takes it on board that he needs to be leaving her alone. 
But you see, I got the same vibe though, to be honest with you, man, because I'm like, it's one thing to to be protective of your daughter, but it's another thing to throw shade at Clint when his partner died protecting the world and trying to save the world. She sacrificed her own self to give everybody back their families that they lost with the blimp. And you're just going to go on ahead and just talk shit to Clint and be disrespectful towards him? Who paid for her kid to take archery lessons, knowing full well that she was going to run out being a vigilante. And now she's got the fucking front to pull it on Clint, who apparently takes it on board. But as we move on into the rest of the episode, he he seems to kind of go back on that a little bit. You know, he does. He gets the short. He gets the short out of there. So he's got. That's like one of the the primary goals of this whole season, right? He needs to get the short. He sneaks the short out, and he's like, "Yep, I'm gonna leave her alone." You're right. She doesn't want to get her her part. You know, you, you you're done. You're good. He goes off. Kate then has to sit there and watch watch her stepdad dance the night away with her mum, and who apparently also doesn't see through this facade, which is fine. You know, she she's smitten. Um, there's a cute word. <laughs> anyway, so Hawkeye's chilling at home. He's getting all these ice pack things or the um the frozen the frozen drinks out of the freezer. And I really like this stuff. Mm-hmm. I really love this stuff. Um he's acting his fucking ass off and even though it's a bit silly, it's like, really, how long? How long are they going to stay cold for? Like with with those kind of injuries, you know, he's probably got some fractures going on. Like I don't really think it's doing anything, so I'm very aware that it's like they're doing it for the bit, you know. But at the same time, though, I'm glad that they're showing him icing his shoulder and showing the implications of being a hero and showing that he's not superhuman; he's a human being who's doing all this and getting hurt. So I like that aspect of it. That's also why I like the Daredevil show from Netflix so much. It shows a human side to Matt that we never saw before and and shows the implications of him being hurt, getting hurt. Same thing with Hawkeye. You see the bruises, you see the fractures, you see all that stuff. And yes, it can be, it's also a comical bit a little bit, but also too, it can also be connected into a little bit of seriousness as well. So it's a mixture of both. Mm. Yeah, I think the difference here with um with this and, and like Daredevil, like you say, is that you know, we, we see the um the injuries and all of that stuff, like the humanization of the character. We see it physically, but we're not using it in the narrative. So, you know, we see him ice packing himself up for fun and, you know, relaxing and having to wind down and kind of decompress after all this the shit that's gone down. But also by the next time we see him, you know, he's not in pain, he's fine, he's just carrying on doing what he's doing so they're kind of you know they're not leaning full on into it um which is fine you know it's a it's a fast well it's not fast paced definitely not this episode but it's a you know it's a short show they they can't they can't stay on that for too long but no they have to slow it down a little bit but i just want to say Mm -hmm. this every time when they have jack in there it seems to stall a little bit to where it just doesn't really go anywhere whenever we have jack back in there but I yeah. believe it was just shows the mother in there. I think that it would actually speed up a little bit more because I believe she's the one who's controlling everything. Also, too, you also see Clint glance at the sword. That's something else I wanted to talk about, too, real quick. Clint winds up glancing at the sword, so he knows that Jack has the Ronin sword. But 
It's about how do I get the sword back in my possession, away from Jack, away Pretty from Kate's easily. family. Yeah. You just but, it out. Mm-hmm. Carry on, though. Oh, I'm sorry. But, um, but here's the thing. I like the bonding between Kate and Clint. And Kate's like all excited because it's like she's having a sleepover or slumber party thing, and she, and you would think that once Echo uh, winds up threatening her and choking her, that that's that part of her would actually be gone, where it's going to be like a serious version of Kate and everything. Yeah. But no, she just goes on ahead, bounces back to where she was, gets um, she winds up. As a matter of fact, what she winds up doing is she winds up getting a bunch of Christmas movies. Yeah. That were Disney um, Christmas movies. Yeah, of course they were. We'll get to, we'll get to that scene in a second because um just want to go off of what you're saying about how kind of Kate bounces back. I kind of take that as a bad thing because I feel like she keeps just reverting back to the same shtick of like the fangirl, self-aware, you know, like oh, we're partners, and then Hawkeye's like, we're not partners. Oh, but we're friends. No, we're not friends. It's like, we've done that bit with every, like, group of characters that they interact with. We did it with the tracksuit mafia, you know, we we did it with with Maya, and we, we're doing it with the parents. It's just like, yeah, we get it. You're reluctant. You know, and the performances are good enough that we see that in there, and we see, like, how the relationship kind of does like it's not just always like oh we're down on each other and then we're we're great at the end and and have a nice resolution you know they do kind of ebb and flow and kind of get sick of each other or well he gets sick of her and then she'll do something small that kind of helps um so we're seeing it without having to like hit us over the head with it and yeah just it just it nibbles away at the stakes for me and as to, which leads into um with the with the, the um the Christmas movies, so he's already said to the parents, "Yep, yeah, I'll leave her alone. Don't want her to get hurt. I'm gonna go chill back at my apartment and wait for Kingpin's goons to come and murder me because he knows they're they're onto him." And then, oh sure, but come in, hang out, and just pretend like they didn't have the conversation, or she's not gonna hang around with him anymore. And then they just carried on with the episode, which is great. But I just thought it was a weird choice to to just slide it back in so easily. Right. It doesn't even sound convincing when he says, "Yeah, I'm not gonna go ahead and have uh, have Kate with me anymore. I promise you, she's not. Uh, she's gonna be. She'll be with you guys. I'll do my thing, and that's it. And it kind of has that like Doctor Strange kind of feel to it, where basically in uh, Spider-Man Home, not Homecoming, but uh, Far From Home trailer. And where Wong winds up walking before he walks out, he goes, don't do that spell. Okay, I won't. Wink. And then it's also kind of the thing right here. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to let her uh, be in danger anymore or anything like that. Wink. I'll see you back back at the apartment at the safe house. So it's too much on the nose. It feels like a 90s kind of feel to it, in a sense, mixed with a modern day of 2021 which just doesn't work in some aspects of this show a yeah. little bit. They're just being too flippant. It's just like one minute we're supposed to believe that this guy or person who possibly running this whole organization, which we don't get into this entire fucking episode, um, really. But we're supposed to believe that they're so scary and powerful, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, we're going to 
we're going to make cocktails and, and watch Christmas movies and, and learn make daiquiris, with yeah. coins and stuff. And and all that stuff is great, and I love seeing it. It's just, how am I supposed to get invested in the other stuff when they're doing that stuff? And how am I supposed to just chill and enjoy this stuff when there's supposed to be the other stuff going on, you know? Right. And I feel and, like next well, episode should actually take us out of that lightheartedness a little bit into more of a darker tone. Yeah. Well, because we already got the is gonna be Right. Because think of it like this. You have Black Widow's sister that comes in towards the end. And, you know, and she has a beef with Clint because she doesn't know the full story about how her sister died or anything like that. So he thinks it's just in a Black Widow assassin that's after him, but he doesn't realize that's actually Natasha's sister that has qualms with him. So you need to have a moment of darkness and the lightheartedness to have something serious, to have a serious talk with uh, Natasha's sister. Because if not, it's just not going to feel the same. It's not going to have peeling those layers out that we want. Because I know for a fact they're probably going to fight at first, they're going to talk it out, and then they wind up joining the Hawkeye team. That's what I'm going to call it. But (laughs) that's basically how it's going to go down. But I would like to see more layers being fleshed out on this Mm -hmm. show rather than one-dimensional layers you know yeah it's just not much of the plot really moves at all in this episode until you're saying with um the black widow stuff at the end and i just feel like we should have had like a more down more somber episode and you know maybe kept him and kate separate kept her you know had the fun moments of her dealing with the awkwardness of the parents and stuff and then just had um clint just brooding and by himself we, we get brief like flashes of him like having like avengers ptsd mm-hmm. i wonder if they paid scarlett johansson for the performance or the <laughs> appearance um for the for the one second that she's in this episode um but yeah and then and then you could have had them reunite towards the end when clint finds himself miraculously outnumbered um which we've had no implication of throughout this season um so far we we only know she's coming because of the black widow scene there's been nothing at all throughout this these three or four episodes now to um to set that up so that might be jarring for maybe a small group of people i don't know i don't think it will be to be honest with you i wanted it to be more gears towards that and that's why i think i was let down with the trailer because i was thinking that we were going to get more of Natasha's sister going after Clint versus Kate and everything, you know, but instead we yeah. wind up getting Kate like a team up between her and him. But I think that would have been okay. If they went on ahead, just left her over there. Clint is over at the apartment, like you said, and he's having this PTSD moment. Then the sister comes in and starts doing battle with him. And then yeah. they wind up settling down a little bit to the point where Clint has, uh, where she winds up explaining to Clint who she is and then go on ahead and do that. Then Kate comes in at an awkward, another awkward situation. Yeah. But not to get ahead of ourselves, we're missing out on a vital piece of this puzzle. We go back to the LARPers, everyone. The favourite part of the last... Was it last episode or was that episode two with the LARPers? But we're bringing the LARPers back and we are setting up that fucking purple costume. Like, yep. they're good. They're doing it. You, you can see that coming a mile away now. Um... How do you feel about so, that? I thought that 
I felt like the gag they did in the diner with the drawing of it and, and Kate describing it, I felt that was enough. And I just don't see... Yeah, I, I hope they don't go there. I mean, it would be fun just from a fan perspective to see to see him in the in that suit, but I just think that would just ruin ruin the um whatever episode that happens in. To be honest, um, and Kate doesn't need a costume. She's got like a swanky like purple lycra padded, you know, combat outfit thing going on anyway. Well, what's your costume gonna add? Like extra pockets for arrows. Um, which we do, we're getting more trick arrows. We're setting that up for the finale so that we... And I love that they're not, you know, just having an endless supply of arrows because that would have been really easy to do. It's not an expensive CGI thing to do. They could have had him firing off arrows all the live long day, every episode. So I like that they've not um, overkilled that. But you, you're damn straight if we get some fucking arrows in this last episode. We well, we got two more, so... um. We set that up. We're setting up the costume. We've got the whole gang of LARPers are hanging out in the apartment, which is fine, you know, <clears throat> a little bit awkward. And again, Clint knows that, like, mafia dudes and kingpin dudes and ninjas are all going to come bursting through these windows any moment. They just invite everyone else in. I mean, he didn't invite them in, but he certainly doesn't fucking kick them out. So, again, just being flippant with what the stakes are. Um, although having said that, one of these LARPers is probably going to die. There you go, everybody. I'm predicting that while I vamp by myself with absolutely no input, just like talking to my ex-wife. So we move on, <laughs> moving on from the LARPers, we go to the, um, we're looking for the watch. So we go to the end of hang on are we coming back you're back we um welcome to the show by the way it's nice to have you thank you it was great to be back, <laughs> be back. <laughs> sorry about that brand is a little here's the thing, target. a little bit of tech problems and everything i did i couldn't really understand i couldn't get everything that you were trying to tell me or anything no but... I, I was just trying to vamp it's fine it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so bringing you up to speed we're, we're up to um so there's a tracker in the watch by the way we'll talk about this watch for a moment did mm -hmm. i miss something in the episode are we supposed to know the specifics of what's so fucking good about this watch did they already mention that or is that still supposed to be a mystery to us well we and see a little it. bit of a glimpse of the key in the avengers place but we don't actually see the watch itself i don't think unless i'm missing something but I'm like, what's the importance of the watch? What does this watch do? Why do we? Why is Clint so key on having this watch? And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. So, like, we don't know. So it's not just something I miss. We don't know who the watch belongs to. What what it does? Is it like an Iron Man watch? You know, from like Civil War, and a fucking <laughs> glove pops out, and you pap a bucko in the face. You know. You see, I was thinking it might it be like Edith glasses, cap or something. Maybe, like, is there, like, sensitive data stored inside the watch? You know, is there a it's... tiny little folded up piece of paper inside it with <laughs> Steve Rogers' grandma's cookie recipe? <laughs> you know. I could go for some cookies if that's the case. 
But you know, just like how Mum and Rogers used to make them. Um, <laughs> but won't be getting those anytime soon. Go on. Right, but backing up a little bit on what you were talking about with the costume. For me, I don't really need to see the costume. You know, it changes the whole entire tone of the show a little bit. That's you know? exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. But also, too, another thing, too, is even if they do leather with the purple and stuff like that, it just doesn't work either. I mean, purple leather works. I mean, come on now. Think before <laughs> you speak. Just not in this show. But let's not class, be casting blanket statements. Easy on there. <laughs> now I'm starting to sound like my ex-wife. Carry oh, on. Okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but I don't know. I just don't. I just think it would take me out of the show a little bit to see the costume yeah, but do not have the helmet don't do not have the hawkeye helmet if you're gonna do the costume give him something like i know i'm gonna be copying off of arrow but just give him like a little thing around his eyes and that's it do not you know yeah he'll pull it on there'll be a there'll be a head piece or, or a mask or something he'll pull it on and he'll just be like nope can't see take it off i mean I hope they don't do this. This just sounds awful in my head. Um, maybe they make the costume and he doesn't wear it. Like, that would be okay. Um, or he just wears it in front of the LARPing people as a gag and then he just takes it off. I didn't know, think that we would actually see the LARPing people back again. I thought that was like one-time schnick. And yeah, I, I wasn't expecting them back. But now we've brought them back, we've got a whole little little crew kind of like, um, Robin like an crew. ant-man crew yeah a little <laughs> um so that's gonna be fun moving on that you know that woman's got to get the bag back that she got from her wife um so that's gonna come into play i'm telling you now one of these like i was saying this when you were um having your little holiday there um <laughs> one of these larpers they're gonna kill somebody right to to, to get some mistakes the he's just got all these people in the apartment and he knows that the, the ninjas and the, the goons are all going to be popping out of the woodwork sooner or later. So I really. Oh, yeah. The cop be, uh, being so willing to steal the evidence. She did not fuck around. I mean, how lucky did they get that just like the one cop like has, you know, I don't know how the police force works. I'm an anarchist. Right. <laughs> But I'm assuming there's different departments. It's not just like, oh, well, I work at the police force, so I have an access code to the evidence room. Like, that, it can't be as simple as that. Unless he's Surely. being paid off by Fisk or something. I don't know. Oh, we find out one of these LARPers is getting, he's working for Fisk. That blows everything I said wide open. I'm all about secret mafia LARPers because. That's a bad name, if anything, at the very least, right? Yeah, that definitely changes things. If the, one of the LARPers is actually one of, working for Fisk undercover kind of thing that you at least expect, which would be different, which yeah. I'd be okay with seeing. It'll give you a different perspective of how they do things. Yeah. Secret Mafia LARPer. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> Watch out for those sad nerdy losers. They are fucking dangerous, everybody. Do not <laughs> let your guard down. Make sure you've got a shield and an axe or a bow. Um, so moving on. So we're, we're going for this watch. Don't know who it belongs to. 
but we've got we we know a location and we're going in and we're scouting the thing and then Kate just runs in right there we go off she goes he's on the thing on the roof we get um, am I missing anything I feel like I'm missing a piece yeah there's There's no other thing there's actually a heart to heart moment before that remember when uh we wind up seeing Clint he winds up locating Kazi and asked him to talk to Lopez about her uh vendetta against Ronan yeah this seems pretty good this um this actor playing this character is pretty damn good and he's doing a lot here with with not a lot to work with you know he's a pretty run-of-the-mill you know slightly morally questioned goon you know the higher goon the lieutenant goon you know the go-to goon but you know what though i like the heart to heart though that clint has with him because it's exactly what he was saying right because think of it like this he was trying to have that heart to heart moment with echo in the last episode hey look your dad had the best interest for our crew he didn't go on emotions you're going on fully on emotions here and you're going to get yourself killed or get somebody else killed and basically clint is doing the same thing you know and I like that. I like how he's having a heart-to-heart moment with Kazi, and doing the and being like stepping in and goes, "Oh, all of a sudden now you care about my ranking <laughs> and everything." It's not about the ranking; it's about trying to get uh, Echo's um, self in check and everything. Yeah, because it's exactly what he was to- coaching her. Yeah, and we already set this up in the um, in the last episode where we had some really cool moments between this character and an echo. Um, so I didn't feel like on the nose or like forced when we got it here. Um, so I liked that. I, li- I like this actor. To be honest um, with you, this yeah. actor that they got for Kazi, I really like him. He's, you're able to care about his character. He's not one layered, like we have the, with the track suit mafia or anything like that. He's got layers to him. And he's also been with his family for generations. And he's trying to advise Echo in the best way possible that he can, but she's not listening to him. And then voice, and then of course, Clint is the voice of reason in trying to help him. And then I like how Clint first takes away his gun. And then he looks for the knife. Kazi looks for the knife. And he goes, oh, you're looking for this? And of course, Clint's in the back of the car and he winds up showing him the knife. And then that's when Kazi's like, okay, I got to go ahead and listen to what Clint has to say. Yeah, you know, I think this guy's toast. By the way, this guy's absolute fucking toast. I think a character that we didn't see in this episode that I was really hoping we was going to see in this episode is going to come in and do something that's going to really change the change the scales a little bit as far as the um the power balance of like the the two or three kind of villainous entities we have operating here. Because um, I'm, I'm still intrigued to see how it all ties together. Um, like I say, no fish. Spoiler alert, everyone. <laughs> I was hoping to see him, but I was okay not to. I like to see him like in the last episode or yeah. the next to last episode. I mean, because I feel sense. like, yeah. Because here's the thing: I feel like if you put Fisk in there, it's no longer about Clint, and it's just about Kingpin. And it just kind of stalls the show a little bit, where the fo- main focus is on yeah. King- Kingpin rather than Clint. So 
we reference him though. I like um yep. Clint says something about like he likes to keep, you know, on the down low. He doesn't say on the down low, but he <laughs> says, you know, he moves in the shadows or, you know, he stays under the radar or whatnot. So we we're setting it up that like, yeah, he could have been running around doing stuff. I mean, he's not running. Um guy's a, a lifter, not a cardiologist. Anyway. I misused that word. Ignore me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but then we no get that. How long can I talk about what we don't get? But go on. What what do we get? <laughs> well, what we do get is we end up getting Clint on top of a roof and telling Kate to use the grappling hook to grab herself up. But what does she do? She decides she's going to try and help an elderly person with groceries to enter inside the building. And then tell them, oh, I'm sorry, I have a little Avenger in my ear. And then it causes yeah. the man to to get off the elevator, and then she winds up going up to the room where she, the apartment door. Yeah, not a fan of this elevator stuff, but I'm a fan of the way you just brought us back on track. That is exactly why we invite <laughs> you back on this show. That's um, why I get paid the big bucks. I'm just kidding. That is, wait, what bucks? Josh? Zero out of zero. Josh? <laughs> Stay on target. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. Yeah. So yeah, we're on top of the um on top of the rooftop. Good stuff. Great use of words tonight, everybody. You know, if words were arrows, I would be flicking quarters. So yeah, this this stuff with the old man. I've got an Avenger in my ear again. Like, what are you doing? Don't tell him that. He could be a mafia spy. <laughs> Jesus. Just because a little old man is carrying groceries does not, you know, doesn't mean that he's just innocent. <laughs> he's going to drop know. those brown bags. There's going to be Uzi inside her. Up. <laughs> it could be Fiss's grandfather for all we know. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you never know. But right. I digress. So, no. so Kate decides to go running in there. Clint lets it happen. I mean, you know, there's not much he can do, but he allowed her to be in this situation after all the conversations we've had building up to this. So, you know, you kind of made a rod for your own back, mate, to be honest. <laughs> she goes in there, finds the watch pretty easily, doesn't acknowledge the, like, how does he not know what the flashing light, like, if they I don't care if you're an expert in espionage or tactical maneuvers. You're breaking into somewhere. You see a flashing light. You break the fuck back out. Surely. What are they Either doing? Either that or you try to disable the system as fast as you can. They're just like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's probably nothing. Let's carry on. And then it but keeps happening. I, you know what, though? I blame Kate for not describing the way she's seeing correctly. Because I think that's another thing. She's a civilian who's in this spy kind of field, but she doesn't know what she's looking at. So he he doesn't even tell her what she's looking for until she's already in there. She, she gets see, into she, the building. I thought he didn't mention the watch. No, she gets into the building. She's like, right, what am I looking or, or just before she goes into the building, she's like, right, what are we getting? Like, she doesn't even know. Right, they, okay, they that's true. Been all day, like, hanging out and doing all this other shit with the LARPers. And like they wait till the last minute, they've got no plan. Then he give her trying to give her the plan on the rooftop, and while he's trying to give her the plan, she's now doing her own plan. Like what the fuck, Hawkeye? Come on, man! You went to another 
other planets and save the universe. What are you doing? Half-assing this shit. Like, you're, we're supposed to believe that the reason this guy gets by as an Avenger is off of his dexterity and his wits, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And he's just, he's getting made to look like a chump at every, every opportunity. And not only does she make Hawk, Hawkeye look like a chump, but damn, Kate goes toe-to-toe with not only Maya, a.k.a. Echo, but also Yelena Belova, I believe. Yeah. Did I get that right? I believe you did. Tell, tell you got that one right. Yeah. But, so, okay. Yelena Bologna, go on. I do like the t- the fight between Maya and her and everything, too. And then, of course, it has this Home Alone kind of vibe where she winds up getting the grappling hook to grapple across the building where Clint is because he's being attacked. He doesn't know mm-hmm. who he's being attacked. He thinks that Maya is the one who's being, who's attacking him. And she, he goes, no, I'm over here with Maya. Then he goes, then who am I here with? And then yeah. that's when, of course, Maya winds up. They get into the tussle. Then, of course, that's when we have the scene where uh, she's using the grappling, uh, the you know, the uh, arrow to grapple onto and go down go down it and it has a, like a home alone kind of vibe because of the fact we saw this in home alone where the two goons are chasing after kevin and then it just stops dead center so then we have it to where you know she's using the bow and arrow to try and grapple even further jumping up and down on it and then it takes clint to roundhouse um you know, Black Widow's sister, and then all of a sudden it happens to just, she winds up being kicked so hard that she winds up right where the hook is, and then all of a sudden, then you have Kate grappling down even more yeah, to see, where it's on the building. When when they do this, the grappling, um, or the zipline gag, yeah. like, and she literally just stops dead in its tracks, and it's exactly what it does to the action. I was just like, really? We're just going to do it? Are we, it, we only fail to make it halfway over on a zip line gag which you know i could do without like what is this without a paddle you know but then well, the way like that I said, it, it like later on ties into like the action going on with clint and Bologna, <laughs> i really liked how that all kind of came full circle and how it, it it shows like little subtle ways of them kind of bouncing off of each other on the fly so while they're saying that you know we're not friends. We're not partners. They're still just like, kind of like accidentally in sync, and it's just working out. So you can kind of see why Hawkeye wants to put a young girl in danger because it does benefit him in the end. So I guess he's not that selfish, <laughs> after all. But am I the only one that thought that maybe Maya would have cut the cut the uh, the grapple? I think both of these women would have wrecked shit up. And I was quite disappointed, to be honest. Like, they shouldn't be struggling to fight Kate. Like, Kate can be great as a character in the show, as she has been, in her own right. But then you don't have to... <clears throat> like, how are we establishing, like, you know, like, the power tiers here, you know? Like, what's the um, what's the hierarchy of, of the threat levels? And... What, why would Hawkeye be so scared of either one of these women if, you know, they can't get the job done against 
just this this kid, you know. And not, all Kate is is a black belt in karate. And... Black belt in karate, and this is a yeah. black widow assassin that everyone just flat out shits themselves at a mention of, and you know they're struggling even with the gadgets. I don't know what the fuck these gadgets are doing. There's like blue lightning ones. There's red lightning ones. I don't know what they they all kind of just seem to do the same thing. That's fine. Love the Splinter I mean, Cell outfit though. Right. Pretty cool. Um, that's straight out of the comics. Um, with that character, she always used to wear the the balaclava with the green goggles and everything like that. So I was pretty stoked to see that. Yeah, I think that part works. To be honest with you, because it fits in with the comic book lore. Then. Clint's also scared of Black Widow's sister, though, too, because she's an assassin, the Black Widow assassin. So I can understand Clint being a little scared of that because mm. of the fact it's like a Black Widow's after me. Someone's hired. Now, he's thinking that someone hired her to go after yeah, right. him. Yeah, he thinks he doesn't think it's personal. He doesn't know that yet. So that's a fun angle to have. We don't even know if he knows that Natasha had a sister. Like mm. how much of that backstory was he privy to? We you would assume so if they were so close. But it seems to be that he's got no knowledge. And I'm assuming that they're gonna play it that he has no knowledge of that whole situation. Like maybe he didn't go and see Black Widow in theaters, you know, maybe he wasn't ready to, to get back out there into the <laughs> real world. So he missed that. Didn't get it on Disney Plus, doesn't subscribe, no. and now he has no fucking clue. About the Black Widow backstory, and I, so I blame Kate. Kate should have went on ahead, got Disney Plus for him, and not get the Christmas movies for him. Yes, that would have been. <laughs> how weird would that have been, right? Right. Hey, here, I've got <laughs> these um these Marvel movies. Um, you're you're on the cover, dude. Like, no fucking way. Hey. You know. <laughs> Whoa! Everyone Whoa. looks at the camera. What's going on? <laughs> but you know, Barn and Bit, and then also too. Um, then we also find out too that you know, after all that happens and stuff, Barn is also unmasked. That's when he winds up finding it's Elena, and before she escapes, and uh, and then of course Clint winds up decides that he cannot keep putting Bishop in danger and breaks off their partnership again. I love the Which... moment. It's a great moment. I felt like it was a little too, it was too little, too late. But, but I, I did like the moment. I just feel like it's too much back and forth with that. I'm like, that's yeah. I'm like, do you want her as a partner or do you not want her as a partner? She fell off the. You caught the line when she fell off the roof, and then the Christmas tree lights winds up catching her. Then she goes back up. She goes back up the elevator, and then she goes on ahead and tries to take down Maya while you're trying to fight. Uh, Yelena, and it's like this gag of cat and mouse between them. It's like shit or get off the pot kind of thing. Do you want mm -hmm. her or not? Because it's getting to me. I'm just getting frustrated with the two characters. You keep on saying that you don't want her, but she keeps coming back. And yeah, it by now we need to have something within the continuity itself to where it's like, okay, these two are working together. There should not be that conflict anymore. This gag is not working anymore. Mm -hmm. between that. Yeah, because this is arguably, this is probably one of the best, like, sidekick dynamics we've ever seen 
like in like the modern or just at all like you know batman movies generally tend to stay the fuck away from robin you know captain america kind of took a different angle with the the, the bucky situation we didn't have you know teen bucky in the the little mask hopping about and stuff like that um so this is a really successful version of that but then yeah like i say just have it be that or don't have it be that i mean sure you know it's you know it's it's a show so you're going to have that moment where they kind of both walk away and have an argument and have a rainy montage before they come back together again but just like but the way they did it though, so quickly right Finish but, yeah, the way, but yeah the way they did it for that was just forced to me you know what i'm saying it's it's we it's like we already seen that you, if you wanted to do that, you shouldn't have had that conflict in the other couple of episodes where Clint goes, we're not partners, we're not anything. You needed to have it on that rooftop and on that rooftop only mm-hmm. to make it have that appeal to it. Otherwise, it's just otherwise it's just a bunch of nothingness. It's just yeah. words with no meaning. Yeah, we, we, and we know that. So we know that when she goes away... And he's in a tight spot. We know, like, she's just two seconds away, which, again, in what these kind of shows, you know that shit's going to happen anyway. But we don't have to keep reiterating the point over and over again. But it's all right, because if you're getting attacked by a deadly assassin over here and a mafia assassin over here, apparently they will just decide to just give up and leave you alone for no reason. <laughs> what, what, what the fuck is that about? Right, I, miss something? Like, I hope they just do that with me. They just beat the shit out of me, and it's like, eh, we, we gave him a run for his money. We're just gonna go now. But they're both on like deep personal blood feud vendettas, and they just like, okay, that's enough. We'll come back tomorrow <laughs> and do this again, right? Because they don't know that the other one's gonna come back either, so they're like, oh, great. I'm here to kill Hawkeye. You're here to kill Hawkeye. Now we can just kill him together. It'll be easier. We both get what we want and then we can carry on. Right. It has that so, smoking well, While you're both there, right. when in Rome, you're both there, kill the fucking guy. <laughs> we, don't, just, don't just leave. Oh, this blood feud can wait till tomorrow. It's all right. It's not, it's only a, um, a medium level blood feud. It's fine. Right. It's, <laughs> I just don't get it, man. <laughs> You know, but did I enjoy this episode? Eh, it was all right. <laughs> it was not as um, good as last episode, but I was stoked after last week's episode. Me too. Not yeah, and this one kind of just middled. Um, the action was fine, considering we're dealing with like the level of you know characters that we're supposed to be dealing with here. The action wasn't as great as it was last week, um, which had some really cool set pieces. Um thrown in there and you would expect it to kind of amp up and it's all dark and gloomy and you know a bit haphazard which I guess was kind of the point but that's fine not much of a cliffhanger not really am I missing anything where do we end where where did we finish off at the end of this episode I want to say that was it just off the no, uh yeah I want to say just off of the rooftop part and that's it do they run off and that's that right Good it's goodbye. like tune in next week, kids, as we beat the shit out of Clint yeah. again and we team up against each other. <laughs> yeah. And then we give I up. Know. I mean, I don't even know kind of where we go from here. 
like do they just go back and hang out at the apartments in more and then formulate another plan you know on the permanent marker and the on the uh, movie poster and but then also we just too... head back out again for the final mission or is there I, I don't know there's two episodes left my question is this man how do you feel about that about Kate finding Clint's uh, kids and the the wife and all that listed just out in the yeah. open on a notebook paper. Yeah, so that's pretty that's pretty fucked up. And we we see that before we um we find out whose apartment it is, right? So now that you're saying it, it's just like, oh fuck, Maya's like really going off the dark um dark side here. If she's like targeting his kids and making a list like that which you know works well with the scene that we had with um what's the guy's name again you you said it better than i did oh let's see the bus. Kazi, there you go he's got the imdb on so <laughs> actually yeah, i haven't so it really <laughs> it, it oh man this guy's got notes this is why we invite you back so we um <laughs> Yeah, so that stuff ties in really nicely because it's like, but then we're supposed to be getting a show about Maya and we're supposed to root for this person who's like, yeah, I'm just going to target fucking Hawkeye's kids. They just got back from the blip and now I'm going to murder them for real. <laughs> like, and now we're going to. Like, your life this. sucked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like FML. Yeah. But so it's this, like. <laughs> there's got to be more to it than that. She can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go and like murder his kids or kidnap his kids if I can't get to him. Like, there's got to be more nuance to that situation, you know. Or maybe she was just, you know, it's Christmas. She's putting a shopping list together. So maybe it's just completely misconstrued. <laughs> well, she um, did put the ages down on how old they were. So, yeah. Get, get, get these motherfuckers some age appropriate Lego sets and then put, set the Lego set like out in the street, like as bait. So when the kids come running out and then just. Done. <laughs> Next one. They're like, oh, that's a desert eagle for the 16-year-old. Let's see. We got uh what else do we have in the assassin uh to go list today? Oh, I know what we'll have. Well, Kate's mum bought her a fucking bow and arrow, so why not? Like... <laughs> right. <laughs> What's popular these days that these kids are wanting from assassin school, <laughs> but you know. Hey dad, I bought these um these Hawkeye toys and they've got your face on it. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and... <laughs> That's going to happen yeah. after they give him the LARPing suit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're, I'm prepared for a whole lot of, I don't know. The stakes should be going up. We should have, if we're going to have like a goofy costume fitting scene, we should have had that already. I think. Back so, when, uh, would you say yeah. back when Clint met up with the LARPing people, we should have had that? Not straight away, but I feel like we should have gone back to them sooner and mm. or, or at least touch bases with them sooner so that in this episode we could have had the, the costume already and we could have had that moment. You see, I thought my, I, here's the thing I thought they would have already had one done when they, the LARPing people came in and then uh, Kate looks no at them and goes, right, <laughs> but no, it's completely different. I it was an okay episode, I mean, eh, you know. Yeah, last week I was really excited for this week, and now I'm just like I'm. Oh, I'm still one. I'm excited to see it, but not as much as I was before. And you know, I'm not quite sure where we're going at this point. I just want 
just want my man fist. Give him to me. That's all I want to see. I just want to keep let him fist. slam my head in a car door any day of the week, son. <laughs> then you can actually have that one scene where Deadpool met Juggernaut. Meeting your hero <laughs> sucks. <laughs> and on that but, note. <laughs> but you know, here's the thing. As soon as I got home from work, I was excited to just watch Hawkeye to revisit these characters because of the episode that we had. Because, you know, you and I were both pumped up for it. Then, when we get it, it's like TV dinner, for one. And it's not as... It's okay. It'll fill me up. Yeah. But it's not as good as a, a regular lasagna would be. But and it'll did, do the trick. I did say last week, like, are we really excited for this story? Or are we just excited to see Kingpin? And lo and behold, we got no Kingpin. We didn't get much plot in general. And we're sitting here, and we're not that excited. So... Give the people what they want, Marvel. We want exactly. fat, You've been... sweaty, rich, bald men up in our shit. Rearranging my city, if you know what I mean. Yes. On that note, tell the people where they can find you. Okay, guys. You guys can go on and follow me underneath Movie Lovers Unite on Facebook. Under, underneath Movie Lovers Movie Lovers Unite. Of course, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you would like to donate to the page, all you have to do is just go on ahead. Go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Of course, you guys can go on ahead and get an audio-only podcast wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. Also, too, go over to Good Pods. Rate us over there. You can rate individual episodes on Good Pods. And it's, it's like social media for people that love listening to podcasts. Or if you're a podcaster yourself and you love uh, seeing what other people are rating your show, go on ahead and go over there at Good Pods. Then, of course, you guys can go on ahead follow me underneath Twitter and underneath Movie Lovers Unit. Then, of course, on TikTok at Movie Lovers Unit Zero over there. If you're a sponsor or would like to be on the show, just go on ahead and reach out to me at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com. And that's everywhere that you can, guys can reach me at tonight, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern. I'm going to be doing a rom-com Christmas movie review with A-Town Reviews, and we're going to be doing Love Hard, which is a Netflix uh, movie that just got released not too long ago. So that's everywhere that you guys can reach me at, and thank you so much again for having me. I do appreciate it. Dean Lewis, 2099 on Twitter. Peace. <laughs> See you.